Uh, hey, so everyone, just before we actually kick off with today's game, we wanted to say a, a massive, massive thank you to everybody that was involved in both of our Melbourne International Comedy Festival shows. Yeah, um, we were completely blown away by the response and we had an amazing review and we sold out. We sold out one of the shows and so we thought it might be a great idea to have a, a third show on, yeah. on the 20th of May. Um, and story will, story will, <laughs> story will was story will will be doing it. <laughs> story will Mel will be doing it. Um, Storyville will be hosting us again, and they were super kind to do that. Yeah, yeah, we we're super excited. So third show happening that Greg will be DMing. So don't worry if uh, you missed out on either of the comedy festival shows. We're going to be back Sunday the twentieth of May, four p.m. same show time. $20 at the door, um, but please book because we did sell out for our last Comedy Fest show. You can get tickets on our website, Jack, which is? www.dicepaperroll.com. Nearly forgot the dice paper roll bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, also, um, just really wanted to thank the people that helped us out there. Matt on the bar was really great for us. Um Huge thank you to him because I, I don't know that we would have been able to do it without people like him. And uh, Jade, Greg's wife, and my partner Geetha were really great yeah. at the door helping out. And of course, Lloyd, who very kindly donated his time to help the podcast actually sound good on the night. Yeah, he recorded it so that you guys can listen to it sometime down the track. So thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Lloyd. Yeah. What's his last name? Lloyd Pratt. Lloyd Pratt. Look him up. Yeah. He's good. Yeah. There is, there is another uh, group of people that I think it's really important to say thank you to, and that is the people who very kindly donate their money to support us financially. All of our Patreon members, or um, patrons as I believe they're supposed to be called. Yeah. It, just a um, huge... It, it's going to sound stupid by the end of this bit that we've thanked all these people. You're not going to know what the word means. But um, it is genuinely a massive help to us every month that you guys come together and put this thing on for us. And, yeah, um, because that, that is one of the big reasons we're, we're shouting out to you all now is because you've helped us reach our first goal. So we are now not having to pay for the, the bare minimum of, of putting this thing on for you all, which is hosting fees, um, and other fees, yeah, other other miscellaneous <laughs> well, things that yeah. we let Greg handle because yeah. he he's let's be honest he's the numbers man yeah he's the maths guy yeah um yeah so thank you thank you so much everyone uh, we're going to shut up now so that you can enjoy the show yay I roll really well in this one <laughs> do you <laughs> no. Mm. Uh, I don't know that we have to do any rolls. I don't think you roll at all. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. Previously on Dice Paper Roll. Out from the portals, two fiends emerged. Take the tiefling alive. And forward they surged. Our heroes fought bravely under the great dome. Neath its hallowed halls, a sword set in stone. With a flash of heat, the fiend conjured flame. The sword sung to Thandor, calling his name. Walking through fire, his heart filled with faith, channeling divine power, 
to keep his city safe. The battle raged fiercely. The devils had claimed their prize. Thandor summoned a golden shield that'd be the fiend's demise. Shooting high up through the roof, a column shining bright, lifting them all to safety in the early morning light. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. This is episode number 34. My name is Emil and I'm playing Brakai, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Greg and I'm playing Aelad, Aaron, Aeon, and Aesimar, Sorcerer of Helm. And that is all I'm playing. My name is Jack and I'm playing Ariki Song, who is a tiefling bard. <laughs> My name's Ben, and I'm playing Snatch. He's a halfling rogue. And my name is Dan, and I usually play Thundor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest, but I am also now the deer. So I play everyone else. That's right. Danny's back in the hot seat. Back in the hot seat. Second time ever. Yeah. Second time ever Danny's ever DM'd. Yeah, I know. First time uh, when it was the very start of this uh, podcast beast. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into it. Alrighty, well, shall we kick into it? Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm good. No, let's go. Right, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's just <laughs> take a break, call it cool. off for this week. All right. Fuck um, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so, the last of the portals blink out of existence as you stand in the middle of the street. Columns of smoke rise over the rooftops and distant cries ring out within the city of Greymead. The keep looms in the distance, a beacon of strength to the city. And the shield pulses in the background. Everything all around you has this orangey, golden, pre-dawn light. And all around you, people are fleeing. They're running into buildings, clutching fallen family members, You see one man uh, cradling his now dead wife in his arms. You see children crying for their parents, lost in all the chaos. And amongst it, you also see some people who are standing firm, some people who are finding strength within themselves. You see the little little boy who had the the bowler hat. He's standing in one of the um, alleyways just with this fierce determination in his eyes, ready for anything that could come at him. I tip my hat to him. (laughs) Glad you're alive, Tommy. But the main thing (laughs) that you notice is that everyone is confused. Everyone is panicked all around you. The people are lost and have no idea what is happening. What do you guys do? Thandor, let's find the glaives of the city. Okay, well, where where should we head towards? Well, I guess the keep would be the best place, wouldn't it? I guess so. We should rally the people. To the keep! To the keep! People all around you, their eyes are wild, and they're looking at every shadow waiting for a a devil to come out and start striking at them. And they're screaming, and in all the chaos, they they can't even hear your words. They're, They're in their own place, 
and you see one girl come up to you and say, Help me! Help me! And with that, Ariki strums a loud chord on her lute. And all the city stops and looks in your direction. Well, shit balls. Come on then! And then I play sort of Pied Piper style. Come, you children, come one and all, on to the keep where we will not fall. Nice. Um, you, you see everyone start to get their bearings all around you and they start to, to follow towards you, but there's one man that's in amongst them all and he turns around and he says, No, we should leave this place. Who knows where these devils are coming from? They say they're coming from north. I say we should flee to the south. There's no one there. What's your name, sir? Terry. Terry, look, it's not safe out there. It's not safe. It's not safe here. Bracco punches him in the face. <laughs> roll an attack roll. <laughs> Snap out of it, man! It's not very high. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the best, probably. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, it's a nine. It's a nine. Oh. All right, so ra- rather than punching him in the face you actually like just open your palm at the last moment and you just slap him straight across the face and he's just like it's still a pretty massive hit like i mean you're a big guy so he's just kind of knocked back a bit and just in shock pull yourself together as he stumbles back i run forward and grab him by the shoulders and say fear not good terry we shall protect the citizens of greybead Oh, fuck, what was his voice? <laughs> um, oh, shit, so, sorry about that, fellas. Um, <laughs> I don't know what was happening. I just got a little bit panicked. I'm um, sorry. Uh, That's okay. You can help us round everyone up. Yeah, it's all right, Terry. We just don't want anyone inciting more panic than there already is. If you, if you look up and see that big shield, like that protective layer. What is that? that that's a shield. It closes the portals. It's magic. Yeah, yeah, we found it. So it looks like they won't be able to get in. So we're safe for the moment. Okay. As much as this is necessary exposition, let's go back to the keep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big word for you, Brackeye. It's, uh, it's not that dumb. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so, so the, the townsfolk um, look towards you all and, and to the tight five, um, you know, standing side by side, um, the thanes of Greymead. And, and the town folk are emboldened by your words. And there is, there is a, a ripple throughout the crowd as the ghastly looks of despair are replaced by fierce determination to, to stand for their family and for Greymead. Come on, you! Come! Yes, you! Yes, follow Ariki's people. Sorry I hit you, Terry. Oh, it, it, it's all right. I fucking needed it. <laughs> it's kind of Barry, actually. It's Barry's brother. <laughs> yeah. How many brothers does this guy have? <laughs> Everyone that sounds like an Aussie. Yeah. <laughs> Family of Terry, Barry. Terry. Baz. What? Jono. Gary. There's Baz and no, Barry. <laughs> and Bazza. And Barrington. Awesome. Uh, so, so you guys start making your way through the crowds um, up to the keep, and the the people they follow all behind you. Uh, you are their saviors. You are leading the people back to the safety of the keep. And as you arrive, you walk in uh, through the main gates of the keep, and you make your way into the like the foyer, the 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The we called it last time. Yeah. 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 It's a lobby, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the waiting room. Yeah. The waiting room of, of <laughs> the key. Instead of the. Can I get your coats, sir? Instead of the nice bellboy hats, they're wearing helmets this time. On top of their bellboy hats. Yeah, helmet, then bellboy hats. Who's the concierge? It's Phil. Oh, okay. Yeah, Phil's the concierge. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last time that you saw Phil, he was fighting in the streets, and then uh, Alan and Ariki took Brackei to the T-Rex, and he has actually returned back to the, the keep, and there are wounded soldiers and guardsmen all around, and there are civilians that are injured, and he's trying to attend to them the best that he can, but he's, he's, not, a, he's not a cleric, he's just... He's just Phil. Um, That is a predicament for Phil. Mm. So the courtyard is filled with wounded and... Yeah, seeing that the keep is the the last bastion of safety, um, everyone started to try and make their way there and have brought lots of the wounded towards the keep. Phil, where's the armoury? I think we should arm everyone who's able and we should rally and eradicate the rest of that muck who came through the portals. Well, the armory, the armories are fucking just like fucking down that way, and then it's a right. Um, yeah, it's just over there. But um, what are we going to do with all these people? Well, Phil, um, management is a difficult quandary, but uh, have you thought of delegation? No, actually, I hadn't fucking thought of that. Well, um, choose someone who's a likely kind of looking person and make it their responsibility, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I thought about doing as well. It's great. It's, I had that idea as well. So go fuck yourself. Um, and so... Settle down, Phil. It's all right. Uh, he, the rivalry uh, continues. Bracco uh, pats him on the butt. Oh. He gives you a wink. Bracco runs to the armory. Go for it. Um, and as Brackeye starts running away, Phil uh, starts looking through the crowds of any able-bodied people and starts trying to enlist their help with those that are wounded. I'll help you, Phil. I'll, I'll give you a hand if you need. I, I am a thane of grey meat after all. Oh, about time one of you cunts fuck stood up. <laughs> yeah, I would I would also like to help the wounded. Um, I'll, I'll, With my, my I'll, medicine skills. That's fair. Yeah, I'm instead of helping with practicality, I'm going to soothe everyone's minds with song of calming. Rest? Rest. Yes. <laughs> the, the spell that you yeah, have? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Song of rest. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Uh, Snatch, how are you planning on trying to help the, the people? Snatch walks over to any likely looking person that is wounded or crying. Yeah, yeah. You, you see um, one of the town's guard of Greymead and he has like a big slash straight across the breastplate and it's cut straight through the breastplate and blood seeps around the the open wound and he's like pale in the face and he's kind of blinking in and out of um, consciousness so he's on the ground yeah yeah so a snatch walks up to him and um, you know because of that has a little bit of height advantage and hands on hips and he's like never fear brave guardsman I'm a thane of Greymead and I'll see to your every need I uh, I have I, I have connections I do and I'll make sure that you're going to be okay and I pat him on the shoulder he, he looks back into your eyes and with his own impending mortality in his mind, he says, please, please save this place. 
Save my family. Oh shit, you look at you're you're not in a good way at all. Oh, oh Timora, smile on this man. He's close to death. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> uh, uh, medic! Medic, I'm I'm uh, I'm woefully ill-equipped to handle this situation. <laughs> Don't worry, Snatch, I've got oh, some hey bandages. <laughs> Wait, I've got some bandages in my kit here. We can Chest gate sucking chest wound, I see. Good sir. What's your name? Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> Wounded villager number one. Uh, yeah. Um uh Gerald. Talk to me, Gerald. Tell me about your family while I bind your wounds. Or you might want to bite down at the stick too. <laughs> Isn't that going to uh, make it and then I'll make a medicine check to see if I can bind his chest together. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Have I got a staple gun in there? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ooh. I got a three <laughs> in total. That's not just on the dice either, that's in total. You evaluate the situation and you can clearly see that Gerald hasn't got much time mm. to live and so you know that all you can really do is just try and make the last moments that he is alive um, as comfortable as they possibly can be. Is there a pillow nearby that I can pop up <laughs> behind him? Yeah, there's there's a pillow. I thought you were going <laughs> to yeah, try and smother it. That's what I thought too. <laughs> look like I'm going to smother him and then pop it behind his head nice and gently. Now rest now, Jeffrey. Soon you'll be it's, in the... It's, it's Gerald. Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It's fine. You'll be dead soon. Anyway. <laughs> rest now, Jeffrey. Gerald, Gerald, get rest now, Gerald. Uh, you will soon be in Helm's gauntleted palm where he will shield your soul, I'm sure. You've been a good guardsman, I've heard. Bless you. And then I close his eyes. <laughs> even, if he he's not dead, even if he's not dead, even if he's not dead, I just close his eyes. He keeps on trying to talk to you, but he still has the bit in his, his mouth. <laughs> and, can't. And, and, I, and I keep shushing him. <laughs> Um, yeah, you keep on shushing him, um, and uh, eventually, uh, poor Gerald uh, walks off this mortal plane. No, <laughs> Gerald! Bracca, you run into the armory, and there are several towns guard, and there's a couple of glaives of Tempest in the actual armory, and they're getting themselves some weapons and just trying to get themselves outfitted as best that they can. Load up, Kang. We've got to arm as many people as we can. Then we're going to move out. Oh, yes, sure thing, uh, Bracca. Uh, which way should we go? Well, let's bring everything we can into the courtyard, and then we'll distribute and just go. Aye, aye, Captain. Bracca. Fills his arms with as many weapons as he possibly can. Loads himself up like Matrix style. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's exactly that. It's just um, rows of shelves that just like pop out of nowhere and there's just like glaives and javelins and spears and there's just way too many guns that could, I mean, <laughs> way too many weapons that could possibly be needed. But you just load yourself up with as many things as you possibly can and you leave the, the rest of the guards to just keep on taking out loads and loads of the weapons and just keep on going back and forth and they'll just start um, piling them up in the courtyard of the keep. Are there still lots of bad guys in the main town? 
Um, or do we know that? Yeah, you do know that as soon as the shield encompassed the, the city, town, yeah. that all the portals blinked out of right. existence. Yeah. But you don't know if there are still some that are roaming the streets. Uh, sure. You saw a, a bunch of them that got cut in half um, as they tried to flee back through the, the portals. But you don't know. I, I see um, Bowler Hat Boy. Um, Tommy. Tommy, yeah. Hey, uh, you, boy, over there. Hey, you, yeah, you. Yeah, wh- yeah, yeah what, what do you want? You got a good pair of eyes on you, or? Yeah, they're better than yours. You only got the one. Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look at yourself. I, I look, I, I, oh, no, fair, you can't. Fair call, fair call. Look, that's real rude. We're going to have a talk about your manners later. But oh, yeah, in the meantime, as you can see... Everyone is in dire need of knowing what's going on out there. Could you go up to the battlements and have a look around with those excellent eyes of yours? Oh, yeah, I think I can do that. And come back and report to me or anyone more qualified. Oh, well, that fills me with uh, confidence. Rightio, well, I'm, I'm, I'm off then. And uh, the little boy, Tommy, with his uh, little ragged coat, no bowler hat, it's gone. Um, well, someone's gotten it. Um, Snatches are standing there, eyes shifting side to side. I don't know what you're talking about. Holding the, the hat behind his back. Yeah, um, yeah little Tommy uh, runs off at full pelt and starts running up the steps, heading up towards the battlements of the keep. Trips and falls and breaks his neck. <laughs> so long, so long, Tommy. <laughs> and Phil comes back up to you and says to you all, um, oh, yeah, if you were looking for the Lady Verisol, she's actually up the very top. She's on the, the battlements. If you wanted to go and have a bit of a chat, I'm pretty sure she's, uh, you know, pretty fucking keen to, to speak to you all. <laughs> yeah. I suppose okay. we did kind of disappear in the time of need. but Yeah, yeah, it just, just right. a little bit. Just saying um, for Thanes who are meant to be protecting the city, you all kind of fucked off. How do you like that shield, Phil? How do you, how do you like them apples? Yeah. A-Land, <laughs> shut down. Single tear. Pow, yeah. pow, Phil, pow. Phil just has a real... Little witch bolts coming yeah. out of your finger. <laughs> <laughs> Phil starts, uh, just looks real downcast and just uh, admits... Defeat in that. While we're up there, Phil, um, there's a oh, boy yeah? who's just gone up to the battlements. He's gonna come down looking for all of us, and we're not gonna be there. So if you could talk to him, find out what's been going on, that'd be good. Yeah, no worries. I, I can, I can. If <laughs> I, if I see a, a little boy come running through, and while there's all these people that need looking after, I'll go and talk to him. All right. Yeah. No yeah, worries. That yeah. would be ideal. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Great. No worries. Thanks, mate. Uh, lady. Sorry. All right, well, uh, <laughs> clearly. Oh, these steps are really oh, knocking the wind out of me. I'm going to do some more resistance training. <laughs> these battlement stairs really oh, tiring me. Uh, yeah, so you guys start uh, making your way up through the keep and start making your way to the, the top. And you come across a large wooden door. And as you open the, the heavy wooden door creaks and a gust of wind buffets your face. Red lightning strikes out, splitting the sky. Roiling black clouds crackle and a a deep red glow pulses within the clouds. A deafening crack as, as if the world were splitting in two as the thunder rolls in from this lightning strike. 
and then silhouetted on the battlement stands Lady Verisal in ceremonial armor, and a longsword in a scabbard sits at her waist. Um, her breastplate has the herald of grey mead sculpted um, into the front of it, so it has like the the three foxes in the kind of pyramid uh, circular fashion, and a, a green cloak billows at her shoulders, and a large green plume juts out from her helm. She stands looking out across her people, hearing their cries um, and feeling their pain. And fires are still burning in buildings in the city and their smoke rises up high to join in with the ever-growing darkness. And she turns to you and says, My thanes, there are no words that can convey my gratitude or that of the cities." You have saved us all from these fiends with, with the shield. How, how have you managed this? Well, some good old-fashioned detective work. And a great deal of luck. We also lost Canny Darrell. Oh, May oh, he no. rest he was in such... peace. Yeah, he, no, was... he really did used to be an adventurer. Yeah, I'd heard that. That's no good. How the fuck did you hear that? Well, that he was an adventurer is what oh, I okay. heard. <laughs> you heard him fall down the crevasse? <laughs> That's awful. You can hear a lot from up here. <laughs> Another bolt of lightning cuts through the sky as you stand um, with Lady Verisol, and the, and the sky tears open as an enormous fork of lightning cuts through the clouds and hundreds of imps and spiny devils come pouring out of the split and they dive bomb towards the city and then just start pummeling into the shield and are unable to break through. Oh, thank Tamori, that thing actually works. Lucky. Yeah, exactly. Good work on that, by the way, Thandor. Oh, yeah, you know, like I just... um. I just found the power within me. I saw the flames and I just was like, I, I don't know, I just felt it calling towards me. I heard Tempest's voice. You're still glowing. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I've, I've been doing like a skin thing the last couple of weeks. Oh, I it's... thought you might have been pregnant. wasn't sure. <laughs> well, I want to clap him on the shoulder and Tempest is really flowing through you. I'm kind of a bit jealous. Um, he, he, he turns to you and he's like, no, the, the power of Helm will help all of us in this time. I think we are going to need Tempest and Helm and <laughs> all the gods, to be honest. And a good dose of luck. Mm, indeed. Yeah, her name's Tamora. Oh, yes, yes. The, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's yes. the one. Yeah, the, a lesser god, am I right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Am yeah. I right? <laughs> yeah, am totally. I right, Tempest? <laughs> High five! <laughs> <laughs> So the imps and the spiny devils are just like clawing at the outside of the shield and are trying desperately to break on through to the other side, <laughs> but are unable to. And Lady Varasol turns to you and looks up and says, My things, it would seem that we are not out of peril yet. The armies of darkness are still approaching. What is it that you think that we should do? Well, I've got a few ideas. I've been a bit quiet. I've had a toothache. But uh, perhaps we should bring all the townsfolk into the Citadel first to make sure they're safe and, and sweep and clear the outer areas of the town to make sure that we are fortified and we don't lose any more people. That is a lot of people to be housed within the keep. I mean, we can try and make as much room in terms of outside in the courtyard and, and everything, but I don't know if we'll be able to fit all of them here. Maybe we could at least bring them into the most central parts of the city so that the out, outer parts are still... 
was just thinking, ima- imagine if Lady V was like, well, we could, but then I have to give up my tennis court. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming pool. <laughs> Uh, Goblin pit My calligraphy room My multi-floor wardrobe Well I think that we still need to go and speak with Fernan And find out where he is at in terms of the construction of the catapults And I do think as well that someone should go and see Kyrene And enlist her help in possibly developing some kind of I don't know um, You know Boiling pitch isn't that what they use in city sieges and that sort of thing? Well, I could do I that. Don't know. I'm no historian, but you know. Well, I, I've I've met Kyrene. Uh, she and I get along famously, so I'm happy to to go and do that. And where is Berryale? Oh, can we not enlist her help in order to paint the faces of the warriors? I mean, she was good, but she did not make it through. Oh no. Um, but there is another hope for the face painting. Blex Aoki has offered to lend her hand and brush to the painting of red noses and such. Well, we need to get her into the keep and start painting people's faces right away. Indeed. I plan to remain here, my lady, and and help with the wounded while they come in. There there must be many, and this place will need to be organised. Phil seems a little overwhelmed. Yes, well, he he tries his best, but, you know, he's a little rough around the edges, (laughs) to say the least. Um... That is very kind of you, Aelan. It would be much appreciated. And Thandor steps forward and says, My lady, I think I will uh, gather some of the glaives of Tempest and start combing the city and seeing if there is any renegade leftover devils. Yes, yes, that's what I'm going to do. Well, I'll go wherever I'm most needed. I'm not very good at this war stuff and I'm a thane of Greymead now, so I'm happy to fulfill my role wherever you see best, Lady Verisal. I'll follow with you, Snatch, but then we should go and meet up with uh, Blex. Uh, awesome. So you guys all start rushing out back through the keep and down and out into your um, respective areas. Aelan, you take up um, your place alongside Phil and start trying to help out the people as best as you can. And you see multitudes of people. There is, There are too many people for you to be able to look after yourself, but you try as best as you can. I'd like to try and triage them and split them because I can't heal. I want to be more administrative, so using my persuasion skills to sort the people, so move able-bodied people off to where Brackeye is bringing the weapons out so that they can be armed and then triage the wounded as they come in as well. Welcome back to another episode of Elan, Male Nurse. (laughs) (laughs) There's not enough time! D&D, hospital administration. (laughs) Cold blue! I need 100 cc's of drugs. Stat! 100 cc's of beholder semen. Now! (laughs) Nurse. Sandwich. (laughs) Uh, As we're heading down, do we meet up with uh, Tommy? Yeah, as you come rushing through, you actually see Tommy. Um, he's just been poking around inside the different rooms of this keep um, and just trying to, like, steal whatever isn't, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, bolted down. And Oi, you. Oh, Show me what's in your pockets. I grab him by the scruff of the neck. Oh, don't, don't do that, sir. Like, well, I wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. You know, I was just, just being like, you know, I was just doing what you said, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tip him upside down as he says that. Oh, what you fucking... No, you don't be... Leave me alone, you... 
<laughs> Does anything fall out? Yeah, um, all uh, like a, a, a silver candlestick falls out, and then like lots of gold coins and um, some platinum, um, and then jewels, and there's uh, necklaces, and like a nice um, silver teaspoon set um, with like a nice little uh, kind of ornate. Uh, you know when they've got the little pearly kind of thing on the yeah. on the tip of it, a twenty-four yeah, yeah. piece teaspoon set <laughs> with mother of pearl inlay. <laughs> and, wow. and I'm like, oh, oh, those will fetch a pretty price, Tommy. You've got a good eye for valuable things. You've done an excellent job for a thief. Unfortunately, you are not a thief. No, I'm 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 not a thief, but they're mine. I, I've uh, like you know they, I brought them from home. <laughs> Can I roll an insight yeah. check? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> He must get a disadvantage because he's upside down. <laughs> 20! Oh, regardless. Yeah, if you live in the keep, Tommy. Look, Ariki's. Look, I feel a bit sorry for him, so let's, let's just let him take a little bit. Look, Tommy, you can take one of the spoons from the silver set. You can have that candlestick. I'm taking the gems and that platinum. You can't have platinum, mate. You, but the gold, you go, the gold, gold will do you well for a little while. But what good's having one teaspoon out of the set? You need the whole set. Well, it's like Pokemon. Yeah, once you got one, you can collect them all. What po- the, f- what the <laughs> fuck is a Pokebun? <laughs> Pokebun? It's a kind of bun you eat when you're playing poker, obviously. Did I say Pokebun? I, 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 poker I think so. <laughs> it's Pokebun. You know, Pokebun down at the bakery. It's a... It's the, it's the, wait, who am I? Bredgimon. Bredgimon. <laughs> 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 You've got to try all the taste before they run out of store. You've seen the ads. Dragon Ball yeast. Sorry, we'll ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as, as you guys are talking, Tommy, uh, now being, Rided and on his feet again, um, just goes, nah, you know what? Go fuck yourselves. And kicks you straight in the shins. Um, smash, rolling a natural 20, by oh. the way, on his shin kicking. So it fucking hurts. Did he get me in the same shin as last time? Yeah, totally. Oh, right in the same spot. <laughs> exactly. That's, oh, why it was, little... ah. that's why it was a critical and you take uh, three points of damage. <laughs> can I? Um, can I? Hit really smart. Like, damage. Yeah. Um, and scoops up all the spoons and starts legging it down the stairs. Um, and I, seeing Tommy be a bit of a smartass, oh, that's very good, Tommy, but I think you're messing with the wrong people. And I play my levitate tune, which Emil has so beautifully constructed. So what kind of save is it? Constitution. Yes. Constitution. Succeeds on a constitution saving. 14. So he starts running and you start playing your tune and he starts to lift up off the ground but he starts to just go down the steps at the same time and your spell flies past him, the sound waves just over his head as he lifts a finger up back at you and <laughs> flips you off as he runs away. Okay. All right. That's it. I, I run after no, it. Ricky, Ricky, it's all right. It's all right. He needs to learn. Lady V won't miss it. We've got more important things to worry about right now. Okay, and but I was going to run down the wall and meet him at the bottom of the fucking steps. and We'll be real good. All right. Well, he's got a head start, so go on. Don't let me stop you then. <laughs> no, nah, it's all right. 
I've been convinced by. Oh, good. Yeah, so. <laughs> nice. Let him go. But I'm real peeved about it. <laughs> All right, so you guys start making your way back down through the keep once again and start heading off. Uh, are you going to head towards uh, Blex? Yeah. Let's go see Blex and Kyrene and um, see if we can enlist their help. Hey. Meanwhile, um, Brackeye, you have just been seeing any person that has been like able-bodied and you are just arming them. Uh, you're giving out long swords and javelins and um, crossbows, whatever you think is going to be best for the people that you're dealing with, which, you know, you're not looking at, you know, soldiers or anything like that. Most of the people that were thought to be fairly able-bodied have already been kind of enlisted into the town guard and into the glaives. So you are going along and you are just, whoever it is that you can find, you are handing out weapons. Is there anything else that you particularly want to be doing? Brecker's been thinking about some sort of plan of attack. He hadn't really got beyond, like, out of the entrance of the keep. And then now he's thinking about how he might go about this and realises he doesn't really know the city that well. And so he looks around at the most likely of anyone there, as in who might look the most capable. Yeah, you see uh, a young woman who's not quite 18, uh, so wasn't quite old enough to be enlisting in the armies, um, but still fully able-bodied and it has this fierce determination. She's had her family around her, like children that are crying and, and her parents who are wounded, but she is the one that has stepped up and has taken charge of the family and is, is looking after them. Hey, you. You look like you might know your way around. Yeah, I know. I know Greymean. If you were to eradicate a bunch of goblins and devils, how would you do it? Well, with a sword. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Strategically speaking, I suppose, I meant. We need to make our way through the city and we need to make sure we get every last one of them. Can you plot a course through the city that'll take us down every street? think I could maybe the best thing would be to clear the temple district first and then work our way out and sort of spiral around outside till we reach the outer wall. What's your name? Cheryl. Great. <laughs> I come up with the shittest names. <laughs> nice to meet you Cheryl. I might call you Tom Tom. That's fine by me. <laughs> Or Nav, not Navman. Navwoman. Navwoman. No. Nah, Tom Tom's good. Tom Tom. Tom Tom's good. I like Tom Tom. It's better than Cheryl. Google. Google Maps. Google Maps. Not Apple Maps. I never use that. Unless you were to get lost in the desert. So what? Do you want just me and you to go through the city? No. All these people here. Any points to their granny with the hunting knife, the baby with the crossbow. The old, the old man with like a way too big sword, like way too big. Yes. Oh, a baby uh, with a crossbow. Is it resting on the stroller? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's it's smoking a cigar. <laughs> the baby's just sat up behind it, smoking a cigar, holding the crossbow. That is the best image. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Cover up. Is, is the is the big giant sword like 
from a statue that's just been <laughs> toppled. <laughs> it's, bronze, just, yeah. it's just made of bronze. Yeah, and he just he just drags it along by the um by the hilt. The, the the tip of the sword just continuously drags through the ground. It hooks onto his Zimmer frame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so Tom Tom uh, slash Cheryl uh, looks to your uh, motley band of uh, renegades and um goes uh. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess we can make this work. And starts leading you out. You also pick up a few of the town's guard and a, a couple of glaives. As they're going out, can I run up and join him, like ripping off like scrubs and throw them on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I'm over being a male nurse. Let's go and fight some things. It's up to you to weigh your responsibilities. Yeah, but I'm glad to have you along, Aileen. Thanks, Brackeye. I've weighed them. Semi seriously, <laughs> and I think this one is going to be way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's in the background, just shaking his head. You got this, Phil. <laughs> Thandor has come down into the the courtyard of the keep, uh, sees what it is that you're doing, and is going to be joining alongside you. But as you start to file out the main gates, Vence comes running up and says, "Oh, hey, man. Um, hey, Thandor. Um, so." Like, Bex turned up at the, the Temple of Tempest. He told me that he ran away during the, the fight, and he's he's pretty scared, man. Like, he's, he's all kinds of messed up. And Thandor goes, oh, no, so he's here. Oh, I thought I thought that the, the goblins had taken it. Well, they were devils, but there were some goblins there, too. Um, I thought they took him. Nah, man, they're, they're, he's like, he's back at the temple. I think you need to talk to him. Oh no, I've had so many chats with him. It's really not getting through to the boy. Oh. Well, one more can't hurt. And turns to the two of you, Alan and Brackeye, and says, Sorry guys, but I've, I've, I've really got to deal with this. No, no, I understand. Go look after the boy. He seems volatile. It's your duty. Yes, he's, you know, I... I I've kind of taken a bit of a liking to the boy, so happy hunting. Thank you, Thandor. We'll report back tomorrow or tonight, we'll see. Hashtag blood daddy life, am I right? Blood daddy, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. (laughs) I don't think it has to mean anything. (laughs) It means whatever you want it to mean. It means you steal his blood via... No, because he's a bloodborne of the church. I'm bloodborne. Thandor's bloodborne. His last name is Blood. And so is Bex, really, so is isn't Bex. he? Yeah, mm. yeah well, like I did orphan. establish that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Orphan. Orphan, orphan by, by war. war. Orphan yeah. by war, yeah. yeah. Um, blood <gasps> Papa. And he's his blood daddy. Okay, yeah. I'm glad we did clarify that. Mm. Okay, so Arikis and Snatch, you start making your way through the city, making your way to Blex, and you arrive outside of her shop. So you, you enter and she's tending to a small wound that's um, on her arm from when she was partaking in the fight with you, Snatch, against the Cambian um, goblins. And she looks up at you, still a bit kind of startled as to what it was that was coming through her doors. We're coming, peace, Blex, Blex. It's just us. It's just us. It's me, Snatch, and Ariki's song. Uh, yeah, also not coming to harm you. No, of course not. If anything, coming to thank you for saving my life back there. If you hadn't I, showed up, I, I would have died. 
So when you first entered, there was a purplish light that lit up in her eyes as she saw whatever the threat was that was entering through the room. But as you uh, stand there with your hands outstretched, trying to, to calm her, the purplish light fades from her eyes and her power starts to recede back within her. And she turns to you and says, What do you want? Like, why are you here? Uh, well, I don't know if you've noticed, but the city's under siege. Oh, no, I hadn't really noticed yeah, that. Uh, oh, yeah, so well, I just fought some campions, but yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> okay. Um, look, uh, is this a good time? We can leave. We yeah, can no, sorry. I'm just I'm just a little bit touchy. I'm just, uh, just a little bit sore and just... Are you okay? It's okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I just need really need to get back to my scrapbooking. Okay. It's well, been far that's too long. On your scrapbooking, last mm. time we saw you, yes, we talked about the clown noses. Clown noses, yes, of course. So yes. you could scrapbook on the rest of the city instead, and then you'll feel right as rain. And we need your help with that now. It's uh, it's come yes. a little bit sooner than we thought. Yeah, a wee bit sooner. All right. Well, yes, I. I I think I can I can put my scrapbooking talents to use. Yeah, I think I can do that. Do you need magazines? Yes. <laughs> and glue. <laughs> and preferably hair or blood. Okay. Well, there's plenty of people who are bleeding up in the courtyard of the keep, so if you make your way up there, you'll, you'll be able to get plenty of blood for paint. Also on the streets, lots of blood on the streets. Okay, well, that's, that's good to know. All right, well... Um, Do you need a moment? Would you like us to come with you? Because we have to make one other stop uh, before we, we go yeah. up. But you're welcome to come with us if you'd prefer not to travel alone. The shield is over the city, though, so we should be reasonably protected. We kind of nailed that one. Okay, we did it right, didn't we? Yeah, yeah well, High congratulations. Five. Well done. Blex starts to gather up her things and she opens up the back room and as she does, there's a hellish landscape and all the air starts to rush into the room and then she quickly grabs her scrapbook and with uh, one quick smooth motion comes back and shuts the door and then the air becomes still again. And she goes, no, I think I've got everything, so I think I can I can look after myself and so I'll, I'll, I'll start heading towards the keep. All right, uh... Do you need to talk about what's behind your uh, closet door? That's that's a bit rude, Rikis. Is yeah. it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, look over and <laughs> pull the collar. What do you want to talk about? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's a perfectly normal room. Perfectly normal. <laughs> let's uh, let's go see Karine. Hey, <laughs> ah, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah Snatch already out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I also leave the room. Awesome. Okay, so Ariki and Snatch, you leave the shop and you start making your way uh, towards Kyrene's and Blex closes up her shop and starts heading back towards the keep. You travel through the city streets and you start making your way there. Um, are there and sorry, are there many people around in the street? It's pretty deserted. You see some dead bodies in the streets. You see that there are some that are just, like, staying indoors and just heading into their homes, and there are a few that are making their way back towards the keep. As, right. as we're moving through, I, I want to play soothing music to anyone that might be listening in the houses nearby that have been hidden, and it hopefully uplifts those people and they might come out, and if and when they do, we tell them to head to the keep. Yeah, the sound of your electric lute playing your soothing songs starts to, to bring everyone out. Um, they can hear 
your music. They, they've become quite accustomed to your music after hearing lots of it at the Phoenix and um, at the, what was the other one? The Siren's Call. The Siren's Call. And yeah, they, they recognize it as a Riki. And they start to come out and then see two of the thanes of Greymead and you tell them to start making their way towards the keep and to keep to the the shadows and try and stay out of sight as much as possible because there could still be dangers but um, they all start making their way back towards the keep. Brackeye and Alan with your motley crew of octogenarian warriors. Yeah, um, <laughs> I see it as a slow motion bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. But you're only because be you're having to wait for the old lady to keep yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, he's walking really slow. Yeah. <laughs> one, the one with yeah. the Zimmer frame is just like, he's holding you back a little bit and everyone just kind of has to keep pace with, uh, with him. Also, the baby with the cigar. Not very long legs. Can't really move, move too quickly. <laughs> I'm pushing that one in a stroller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> um, and you start making your way through the city streets and you start following Tom uh, Tom's directions and you start spiralling out from the keep and so start making your way through the different temple districts. Brackeye, like, methodically creeps from wall to wall, looks down alleyways, kicks in doors. Um, if he sees people, he's, get to the keep. It's not safe out. Yeah, you, you terrify some people, people that are like already terrified in their houses, and you kick open their doors Definitely. and they scream, thinking that something is going to be coming in to take their life, and then suddenly they realise that it is you, Brackeye. I want to relieve that a little bit with a with a bit of good cop as well behind. <laughs> so as you kick down the door, I'm just following Brackeye around like they're jumping out into the door and be like, ha ha! Oh, no. Uh, diplomacy. Uh, I persuade people to come uh, out of their houses. What, what, what'd you roll? Uh, I rolled a three. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I've got a plus eight, so 11. Yeah, nice. Um... Yeah, at first they are in shock and they are terrified by Brackeye and then uh, the glory... <laughs> but don't worry, we're here because we're Thades and um, we've got the authority of the city and everything will be fine, I'm sure. Don't, don't be alarmed by the fast talking. Yeah. The, the glowing light and angelic look of Alan uh, helps to soothe and the clear words... Um, helps put people at ease and they understand what it is that you want <laughs> then they start it making helps, their way right? yeah, yeah yeah totally uh, and they start making their way back towards um, the keep once again so you guys are doing a great job of actually trying to round up as many people and start making them head back towards the city if we see any more good old, on you if we see any more old people or babies arm them yeah recruit them <laughs> <laughs> just shove a weapon into yeah, there it's the diaper patrol <laughs> Yeah, you see, you see another elderly man with his uh, pants hoisted up to his nipples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hoisted where, up by his nipples? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has just a couple of little clips, belt hoops that <laughs> hoop through his nipples. <laughs> and he's all got liver spots. He's not wearing a shirt. <laughs> I love that it's diaper patrol too because it doesn't matter what age what you recruit age, them at. They're wearing um, and you round a corner when you're just on the edge of the temple district and you see two spiny devils and three imps make their way 
into an alleyway after just ducking out from the street. Brackeye rolls his shoulders back, draws his grey sword, looks to the heavens and starts to rage. Uh, and Aelan will fire up a ray of frost. So have they disappeared into the alleyway? We can't see them anymore. Uh, the imps that were in the front, they, they have made their way into the alleyway, but the two spiny devils are just rounding the corner. So you've got a, a moment. I'd like to fire a ray of frost at one of them to see if I yeah, can slow it yeah. down. Do it. Ooh, 15 to hit. That is a hit. Oh, excellent. Uh, so he takes six points of cold damage. Damn! And his speed is reduced by 10 feet. Ah, oh, nice. So, uh, icy ray springs from my outstretched hand. Yeah, and the blue icy force that erupts from your hand crashes into uh, the spiny devil on the right-hand side, and then icicles and ice start to encompass his shoulder and then start to lock in and down his hip, and then he's only able to start dragging his leg. And you give enough time to slow them down that the baby goes, (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly the sound I wanted it to make. (laughs) (laughs) And fires its crossbow at the spiny devil. That's exactly the sound I had in my head. And hits. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. I'm a baby. (laughs) See? Well, he's got a cigar. Like, go on. Has he got a tattoo on one shoulder? (laughs) Mum. In a love art. Man, this is awesome. This baby's sick. Um, Ain't nobody taking candy from me. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) The the baby (laughs) thinks you're here in D&D. The baby fires off its crossbow. (laughs) 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 And... And its arrow flies through and strikes into the temple of the uh, the spiny devil, and it crumples and collapses to the ground, dead. Uh, Baby got game. Yeah. Uh, quickly, just roll initiative. Just do it. Oh, 20. twenty! Oh, that's nineteen. Cool, cool. Alan, you are at the top of the order. Um, so I've used all up uh, all my spells up because we haven't rested. So I am going to fire a ray of frost at the other spine devil. I move up, um, pushing the baby in the stroller with the crossbow, um, and uh, at one hand on the handle of the stroller, one hand outstretched above, firing a ray of frost. Oh yeah, uh, that's twenty-four to hit. Twenty-four to hit. And that's seven points of cold damage, and they're slowed by ten feet. The spiny devil starts trying to uh, fly away and starts trying to take up off the ground, and your ray of frost hits it straight in the the small of the back, and um, ice starts to form around its back and around its ass and um, its tail, um, and it's slowed down. Yes, right, the coccyx! (laughs) (laughs) Brackeye. In his rage state, things kind of get serene and in slow motion, and he feels like he has a lot of time, even though he's not really in control of his actions. Brackeye sprints into combat, into the midst of the imps, and makes a delicate pirouette on one leg, swinging his greatsword around in an arc, attacking two of those imps with great weapon mastery. Are you? Oh, are and you recklessly, recklessly attacking? I'm recklessly yeah, attacking. yeah, that's what you want. Yeah, of course, you want a reckless attack. Yeah, that's what I forgot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Geez. 
17 on both. That's nice. great. Yeah. So yeah, that's a hit. Yeah, nice. I'm going to make one attack and then the other. Yeah, yeah, for yep. sure. Uh, 22 points of damage. He's <laughs> <laughs> rolling 2d6, just, by the way, folks. Just yeah, so just, just make your next attack okay. and we'll just see how this is going to play out. That's 21. That hits. Yep. <laughs> um, and again, uh, 22 points of damage. You... <laughs> You rush into battle and roar, and the the imps are clambering along the walls. Their their little talons are like digging into the stonework of the buildings as they start to try and scramble up the sides of the buildings. And you rush in and just meet right in the middle of it and spin your great sword around. The light of the sun gleams off of it, and you cut one imp completely in half just straight through the torso its body separates and then crumples back down towards the ground and you just keep the momentum of this attack going and you strike into the next imp who's also on the wall and is cut straight from neck down to hip and cut straight through now that's because you've gotten two attacks now that you're level five, so you've you've slowed down the the your heartbeat. Although you were enraged, is just thumping just that bit slower, and time stops for a moment. And then I think you get to cleave. Don't oh you? yeah, I get another attack now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third imp. Uh, that is eighteen. Eighteen. That is a hit. <laughs> that is twenty-five points of damage for the last one. <laughs> nice. So you just did, like, so you've just kept this swing just going all the way around, and you've just done a complete 180. So you've started off from the left-hand side and swung it around all the way to the right-hand side. The last imp that was on the right is also just completely bisected and cut in two, and you finish looking back down the alleyway and straight towards the spine devil. I grit my teeth and laugh. <laughs> its eyes go wide after just watching you cut down three of its fucking little buddies. Um, and you just go... And, and the caption says, My little buddies! <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Gregoire, Penelope, no! Uh, finally, the... <laughs> The old man with the giant bronze sword comes up, <laughs> dragging his sword along the ground. Um, he rolled a three on the die and is unable to lift this enormous sword. <laughs> he kind of chose the wrong weapon. Um, and then, oh my god, it's a twenty! So, uh, what did the old lady have? A hunting knife. <laughs> a hunting knife. Oh, shit. The old lady comes scrambling. <laughs> Waddling up, going, All right, now, you've been so naughty. I'm going to come here. Come here, you little piece of shit. Yes, come here. And she just starts stabbing. Things you only hear at D&D. The old lady just starts stabbing. <laughs> I don't think I've actually had this in a D&D game before anyway. Um, so that's a t- natural 20, so... <laughs> I guess things you hear at D&D and nursing homes. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, she is just holding onto the back, holding onto the wings of this spiny devil, and she just keeps on stabbing straight into its spine, doing a total of uh, six damage, but it is still alive. The, um, nice one, Gwenny. The spiny devil turns around at this annoying old lady that's stabbing at him and rolls uh, 13 on the die. That's It's an, it's an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't have the stats of an old lady, but <laughs> I'm going to say it fucking hit. <laughs> um, and so the old lady is holding onto its wing and stabbing in, and its tail whips around and spikes shoot out and into the neck of the old lady. Yeah, it's a sad moment. Um, it rolls. Yeah, and one of the, the spines hits straight into her jugular. Her um, stretchy skin tries to absorb some of it. But it Natural armour, I think. <laughs> Natural armour, yeah. Pierces through. Uh, A-land. No, unnamed old lady! Uh, I want to rush forward towards the dying old lady and fire another ray of frost at this devil to try and freeze him in place. Yeah, the old lady starts to fall towards the ground and the spiny devil turns and looks at you. What'd you roll? (laughs) Twitter! Nice. Fucking 20s this game. Yeah, oh. I know. Five points of frost damage. Five. That's all that it needed. Yes. Um, after taking the critical from the the granny and the first, um, the first ray of frost that you fired at it, it looks back towards you as you run up, yelling 20! <laughs> <laughs> and um, you fire your ray of frost straight into its jaw and it, its mouth. It gets frozen in place. So I want to run up to this frozen face devil and and say taste my fist of justice and punch him right in the frozen jaw. Awesome. You do that. You smack it straight in the jaw, the part that's um, frozen over. And it fucking hurts. You're not the strongest guy Uh, uh, in the world. But it's jaw completely shatters and half of its eye socket shatters along with it and it's just left with this gaping maw as it collapses down to the ground. Ah, 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 can I pick up some of its face and hold it against the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the knuckles? Ah, ah, ooh, ooh, I just, and rip off a bit of his shirt as well, wrap it up. Ooh, ooh, oh, the old lady. Uh, yeah, the old lady is bleeding out on the ground. She's already gone into shock and um, has passed away. Um, I want to shield the baby's eyes. You shield the baby's eyes? Don't look, baby. Brackey ends his rage and looks at the old lady and shakes his head and then closes her eyes. Nice. So you look back down the alleyway from whence you came and you see one of the buildings at the end of the alleyway. It's a pretty simple looking building and it's old and um, dilapidated. It's, it's like falling apart and blackened wood and stone form a circle around the entrance of this building and it's scorch marks from one of the portals. And Alan, you see above the door a broken symbol what looks to be four fingers that are 
pointing up towards the sky and you can deduct that it is the symbol of Helm. Although the, the palm area of it has been broken away, you can deduct that it is the Temple of Helm. Great, glorious, gauntleted fist! A temple! What? A temple! A temple, my friend! We're in the temple district. It's not hardly really No, but look, a helm temple. I want to brush over there as fast as I can. Robes flapping, sandals slapping against the cobblestones. Yeah, and, and you actually disturb a crow that had been perched on top of the building, and it flies off, flapping its wings. And from the perspective of the crow beneath, the people run through the streets like ants, pouring into each crevice and the crow avoids the smoke columns heading straight towards the shield and passes straight through the orange light. And the wind and the storm become louder and more ferocious and the crow flies through one of the outlying watchtowers. A single torch is lit next to a large brazier but no guards stand watch. And the crow continues to fly and dives lower whipping ten feet from the ground and then light grows in the distance Thousands of tiny fires, torches. The crow darts between these torches and large ogres and hordes of goblins and bugbears and orcs and hobgoblins. And it perches itself on a tree branch and a large bonfire roars close by. And at the head of this endless congregation, a bloody altar and a robed figure with arms outstretched, holding a bloody dagger in one hand and a still-beating heart engulfed in flame in the other. Our time is nigh. Feel the hunger of the Mighty One, and all shall fall before us. Go forth, harvest the blood of the innocent, this is the beginning. And that's where we'll end today's game. Ooh, shit. Thus Ooh. endeth another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Will the shield of Greymead hold? Will the red-nosed army survive? Will the old lady's body be eaten apart by rats? Find out next week on another episode of Dice Paper Roll. Hey folks, just before you disappear and uh, continue with the rest of your day, we just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. It really means the world to us that you continue to tune in to our silly little show every week. We, we love it and we love that you're enjoying it too. One of the things we noticed when we were doing the show live last week was that there was a huge number of people that have never heard of Dungeons & Dragons before yeah. and we were really humbled by how much they seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, it was really pleasing. I, I, I wasn't really surprised that they had a great time because D&D is awesome and everyone who plays it knows it's awesome. So the big thing is just getting it out to people who haven't haven't played. So that was a really great thing to be able to share that privilege. Yeah, and um, one of the things we really set out to do with this podcast was to get more people involved and to have fun with... Um, Sharing our story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and also sharing in the magic that is improvised storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I guess on that note, what we'd really love to ask you all to do, and we do it every week, but is to ask you to like and share the show if you haven't already. And please review it because it, it puts us up in the standings and the searches for when people look for Dungeons & Dragons podcasts. Um, and really, we don't advertise. So this is the, the only way we can grow the show. So that's putting it back onto you. Um, yeah. So so thank you for listening. And if you can do that for us, um, yeah, the gratitude is eternal. Yeah, well, I don't know about eternal. I'll die one day. Come on, Jack. Yeah. I'm not putting their name on my fucking tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, gratitude. Greg knows law speak better than us, but yeah. gratitude uh, lasts up and only until <laughs> the moment of our death. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. having one teaspoon out of the set. You need the whole set. Well, it's like Pokebun. Once you got one, you can collect them all. What po- the, f- what the <laughs> fuck is a Pokebun? <laughs> Pokebun? It's a kind of bun you eat when you're playing poker. Did I say, po- I Did I I said- say Pokebun? I think so. Pokebun. <laughs> it's Pokebun. You know, Pokebun down at the bakery. It's, a, it's the... It's the wait, who am I? Breggimon. Breggimon. <laughs> <laughs>